we are back and we are live. Well, maybe we're not live, but we're right here. Let's turn this music down before we jump into the guest because he just told me he's ready. Is there a comment from my co-host on the couch? Come on. Okay, good enough. I hope you got all that. He is ready to go, and um, we are just going to jump right into the guest. So let's go. All right, guys, we are here again. Uh, As I said in a previous episode, I'll give you a more update on me. I'm going through my own bullshit, but... You know, um, I've been wanting to do one of these. I have a lot of guests set up, but it just it's later dates. And so just trying to do something to get my spirit lifted because, you know, this is something I, I, I genuinely enjoy doing. I love talking to people who just who take their struggles and, and turn it into something positive. And um, it's because it's, it's something I'm, I'm doing myself. And I just think that's one of the best ways of, of really um, showing, you know, people's true strengths and, 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 and beauty. And so, um, you know, just taking dark times and, and, and making it just, you know, a pretty, so, um, when this guy, he reached out to me and, uh, yeah, I, I guess sometimes I'm, I'm, I'm just unorthodox in some ways because I'm just like quick to the, uh, punch and I'm just like, here, here's my number. Boom. Just get a hold of me. Some people, you know, th- some people jump right on it. Some people don't. He did. Um, because it's like for me, like, I, I don't know, I'd rather you just let's just communicate right away. Let's just get it done. And hopefully we can become friends and support each other. And but I know because of the crazy Internet, it's it's hard to really um, just be that forward. And, you know, some people are very hesitant. So you have to have all these third party apps and shit. But um, didn't have this problem with this guest. He seems like a really good dude. And then, you know, I guess that has a story that needs to be told. So I wanted to help him out here as best I can. Uh, yeah, buddy, you want to tell us your name and a little about yourself? Yeah, my name's Craig Moreau. Uh, I'm from New Hampshire. Um, I'm a life coach. I focus on bringing my clients total transformation of mind, body, and spirit. I think those three working in conjunction together uh, just create the ultimate potential for our life. My sure. um, my uh My major struggles, man... Um, started like when I was a kid um, my parents got divorced when I was eight uh, we had just moved states from Massachusetts into New Hampshire um, and that kind of just uh, I mean obviously left a hole inside me and I think what ended up happening like you know after I got older and did the work around it um, I just was lacking the understanding that I didn't have to let that define me um, I think like what we, we end up doing with traumatic experiences, we, we kind of identify it like with it. Um, so that kind of became the crutch that I leaned on uh, into my teenage years and, and even further on. Uh, because that's one of those things where, you know, everybody around you, like, you know, your parents sit you down, they tell you that you know, this is going to be different, it's going to be difficult, but we'll get through it. And then, you know, the guidance counselors are telling you and then your family members and everybody's, you know, they're doing the best that they can. And that's honestly like what you need to do in that situation is, you know, be raw and be like, hey, listen, get ready for this because things are going to change. And But I just lacked the understanding that I had a choice where I could not let it define me or I could let it define me and kind of like hold me back. And it was kind of a ladder you know, path that I chose, I kind of let that define me and I identified with it. And, um, you know, I was around toxic relationships and, and, you know, I'm a big believer that subconsciously you pick up what you're around. So kind of a lot of the traits of, of toxic relationships I picked up. So once I started getting into relationships, they became very toxic, uh, very quickly. Um, that's just like all I was used to. So I didn't understand that there was anything wrong with it until, you know, I started healing and doing the work around that. But that didn't come on until later, man. I I ended up losing uh, one of my best friends in a car accident. She was killed by a drunk driver. And that kind of, like, sent me spiraling. Because since the, the divorce, I just had a unhealthy way of processing emotions. I never really did process them at all, I would say. And, um, 
<clears throat> so I just had like years and years of unprocessed stuff and then this happened and I just I just lost it and I just like went on this fucking spiral <clears throat> started using drugs to self-medicate um, and then that became you know a vicious cycle of you know anxiety depression self-medication I was getting arrested I was getting in accidents totaling vehicles left and right um, just completely lost um, just like living a hopeless existence. It, it ended up, you know, I was under bridges, um, shooting drugs into my arms. Um, it was just, I was just in a very dark place. And it was just, uh, <clears throat> it ended up being like, it was like a spiritual sickness. Like my, my spirit was just completely lost and completely broken um, because of the, you know, the habits and the choices that I was making. But life kind of life moves so quickly sometimes. Like you know, like I, I've dealt with that in, in different ways. Where it's just you, you, you should take time to deal with whatever trauma is happening at that point in time. But because life just continues to go on, you can't just like mute everything else. You can't just like, well, I'm gonna stop paying bills or I'm gonna stop doing all these other things. You know, I can't help that other friends are dying or whatever. Just life is just moving around you. But you kind of wanna want it to just pause for a second so you can just kind of deal with the task at hand. But that's not how it works. So sometimes it gets pushed in the back, and then it gets pushed back further because more and more things add to it because life continues to go on. And then one day you open the closet and they just all fall on you, and you're like, Jesus Christ, why haven't I cleaned this out? Exactly. And then you end up getting suffocated by that. Right. And that's like what I found now that like I had my own transformation and like through the work and stuff, I just, I found now that it's, it's like a cognitive choice <clears throat> and there's like a discipline involved in it where now I'm able to like take the issue at hand, process it quickly and then move about the day. Or if I'm not able to process it right away, I'm disciplined enough to make time as soon as possible, whether that's you know, at the end of the day when the kids are in bed or whatever it is, and then I process it because my history shows that when I don't process emotions, my life spirals. So, and I also understand like the level of frequency that each emotion contains. So even stuff like, like recently I just lost a best friend committed suicide and <clears throat> I didn't want to stay in the, um, thank you. I didn't want to stay in the feeling of grief too long. And this is just, you know, my personal experience with everything. I don't want to, you know, mislead people. This is just my life experience and my perception of it. Sure, sure, yeah. And and when you when you master yourself, right? Because I believe that's like the key to life is like self mastery and then self transcendence. So like master yourself and then give that person to the world. So that's the journey that I'm on now today. So when you know yourself through and through, through your core, right? When you've done all the shadow work, when you've removed all your demons when you've actually sat with yourself <clears throat> and got to know yourself on a complete level, I understand that when I sit in a low frequency emotion like grief or guilt or shame or anger or sadness, and I stay in there too long, I end up encompassing like that whole level, all of those emotions at the same time, because it's just like, it's almost like I'm a magnet for it when I sit in it too long. Yeah, I yeah. just start drawing everything else and then I become insecure and then my self-doubt gets bigger and then my self-confidence is in the toilet and then all these things get rushed at me. And, and I know this from my experience because I've gone through that so many times where I have like these peaks and valleys. And <clears throat> so now I understand that, you know, if it's like, let's stay on the grief example. If, I, if I'm grieving somebody that I just lost and I feel upset and I have to cry, I cry. If I have to scream, I scream. If I have to talk about it, I talk about it. But then it's done. Then maybe a couple days later, that emotion might come back up and I need to scream again or I need to cry again. or I need like When it comes back up, I deal with it. I, I, don't, I don't push it down. It's just like, boom, and then I move past it. I don't allow myself to get engulfed in the grief where it's like a, a cloak and I'm just carrying it around with me everywhere I go because to me, and like I said, my experience, that's dangerous for me because I just, I'm like a magnet for every other negative emotion and then that's just a recipe for disaster. So that's what I found is most beneficial is like when you master yourself and you're able to control your emotions, 
and also process them because control is one thing, but if you if you're just holding on to shit and burying it, then you know that's like you said, you end up opening the closet, you get an avalanche of skeletons and all the shit that you're getting tackled with. That's no good either. Yeah, no, like this year is one of the, like what I've done. I'm working on myself as well, but one of the things that I, I really, I've always talked about like, like purifying like my bubble. I just wanted positive energy and vibes around me. And, um, I've been trying to reach out to all the people that, you know, I have past grievances with, um, and, and just important people for the most part. And I, I've, I've kind of gotten to the last person, my sister and, you know, it's really good, but I, you know, now it's like, I realize like I have, I, I need to start just focusing fully on me at this point. Cause I'm, I've focused so much on other things, good things, positive things, but I, because, you know, and I told you something happened recently about me being fired and, and it, it's kind of, I'm learning a lot about myself positively and negatively through it because positively I'm just like, this isn't that big of a deal. Like, okay, um, I'm, I'm, tougher than this like this it's not affecting me as much but i still realize there's still some weak holes in who i am because as you said yeah being a magnet for it because it's like it, it's so easy for me to just succumb to to sadness and and and, and frustration and, and just being overwhelmed and it's like jesus man like and then like like today i think partially i like kind of lost my mojo the last few days i've been doing really well with it i mean this happened a week ago so it's like I, i've been doing really well with the whole firing and and all that because it was something that needed to happen not because i deserved to get fired i didn't but it was a job that i was unfulfilled with and i was unhappy with and i needed to leave it but i kept making excuses why i wasn't leaving it because it was comfortable for certain reasons and it was like it felt like whether it was God or whoever intervened and just said, look, I'm taking this from you because you're not going to make the right choice. You're going to continue yeah. to hold on you to haven't made, You haven't pulled the trigger yet. I want to pull it for you. Yeah. And so yeah. I just don't deal with cha- like really big change well. I want it. I need it. But it's hard for me to deal with. So like now I'm, I'm now in the middle of this storm, which is like it's now I'm, I'm kind of I can tell I'm going in another direction to another part of my life. But I also it's like it's scary because there's so much unknown in my mind. It's like, Oh my God, but what about this? And it, it, it usually does the unknown of the negative because as you like attested to earlier or lamented, like, you know, we've, you know, you and I have been through so much shit and it's like, you, you can only see the shit part of your life. It's hard to see the good stuff a lot of times because the bad stuff sometimes seems to outweigh the good in a lot of ways, or at least it seems like it on the surface. And so, um, yeah, and it's just so like now I'm in this part where it's like, okay, yes, I got a job interview, but I'm like, I don't know if I really want this particular job. It seems cool working with animals and stuff, but like I really want to do something in in the field of like helping people with mental health or whatever. And and I'm just I'm I'm just kind of lost trying to figure out where I'm headed next, but all I can focus on is the negative, and that's that's where I'm at currently. I'll bounce back, but that's where I'm yeah. at. So I completely relate to what you're talking about. Yeah, and that's like the that's what I struggled with is I had like this this victim mentality where like <clears throat> life was always happening against me, right? Everything was a challenge. I got dealt a bad hand of cards. If this didn't happen, I'd be here. If this person didn't treat me like this, I would be here. Like and it was just like a just a completely negative way to view the world. <clears throat> and what I have found is like I always have a choice, right? I can choose to be negative or I can choose to be positive. So now the way that I flip my mindset when things aren't going my way is instead of like, why is this happening to me? I just ask myself, what is this trying to teach me? Because I believe that everything that we go through in life is meant to strengthen us and help us to level up. So I look at everything as an opportunity for a change, an opportunity for growth, an opportunity to overcome adversity, because the only way you get stronger is by overcoming adversity. So I set my day up where there's like self-inflicted adversity, you know, like cold showers, early wake-up time. I go to the gym first thing in the morning after I get my first meal in. I do my meditation. I have like a, a morning process that also helps me because I always say in order to deal with change, you need principles that don't. So my core principles are keeping my word to myself, um, continuing to construct an individual that I admire in all ways and making sure that I bring him into every aspect of my world and that I'm helping. 
yeah, and I'm helping others on a continuous basis. So like in order to build because self-confidence, right, is what is essentially what we need to deal with the negativity. We need that belief in ourselves that we're going to get through it. Mm-hmm. If our record shows that we have inconsistent wins, right, where one time we dealt with something good, the other time we, we let it consume us and the other, like in the beginning, that's going to happen. It's going to happen later on too, because we're human. But if you use regret as your guideline, <clears throat> you're able to make the adjustments. Like if you end up sleeping in one day and you're like, man, and it throws your entire morning off, which is probably going to that regret you're going to feel is going to like, if you use it properly, it's going to be all right, next time I got to get up. So now you just treat everything as a win, right? Your wake up time is a win. If you do reading or any meditation or whatever, to get yourself centered for the day. That's a win. Your first meal, win. Workout, win. <clears throat> on work, uh, at work, at, on time, boom, that's a win. And you just stack all these wins throughout the day. Now you're setting yourself up <clears throat> to build this solid reputation with yourself. So, that's essentially what self-confidence is. It's just this reputation that you build with yourself. Yeah. So when you say you're going to do something, right, you plan out the day the night before, and then you hit everything on your list that you plan to do, you just built a solid foundation for, like, immense self-confidence. And then you continue to have that day in and day out. That's where you build the discipline. Now you, you have this amazing opinion about yourself because your track record shows when I say I'm going to do something, I get it done. So now the world can throw whatever it can at you. And you're just like, all right, this is just another thing that I can get over. Right. But you have to build that consistently because when, when I was in that negative mindset, like the victim mindset where the world was out to get me in this, I didn't have enough proof to myself that I could, you know, overcome anything because everything that I went through, took me backwards because I used it as an excuse to sulk or I used it as an excuse to drink or get high and I'd end up in jail because I, you know what I mean? I just made poor choices. So, you know, in the beginning it's hard because like I tell my clients all the time, like, you know, one of them was 30 years old and we were working through some childhood stuff. And I was like, listen, bro, like you haven't dealt with this in 22 years. Like, you know, it's been, it's been, you know, four weeks against 22 years. Like this is going to be a little bit of a hurdle. Like we're going to have to keep like hitting the reset button and getting back on track because when you go that long without dealing with something and you you know, your brain is used to working a certain way, your body's used to handling the emotions a certain way. You're kind of on autopilot where you don't, um, have control. You're almost like subconsciously reacting to shit instead of like consciously making a decision and later on, like, Oh man, I did it again. But it's like, but as soon as you bring like the subconscious conscious and you, you stop becoming aware of like your character defects, then you're able to make changes in the, in the moment because it'll almost be like a little light bulb goes off where it's like, Hey, don't, don't freak out. Remember to breathe. Remember that. And then you're like, Oh yeah. And then, you know what I mean? But it's like, it's like that awareness that, that you have to practice you know what I mean? But it's it's so worth it, man, because, like, my life today is second to none. Just for the ability, like, never mind all the stuff that I I gained and, and accomplished and everything, just the ability to right my wrongs, admit when I'm wrong, see my fault in things, and to be able to process my emotions with a clear mind, that right there is priceless because I was never able to do that before without, like, I was just, I would just dig 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 like more rock bottoms and more rock bottoms it was just it was it was insane yeah i mean and then i think this is one of the main like i said i've been talking to a lot of different people and who is going to do the next guest and so on and i was really excited to do this one based on because you know there's times where certain things and certain you know there's certain shows or something you watch or listen to you're like i was meant to hear that i was meant to experience that and you as a guest again this is our first actual you know, conversation where we hear each other's voices. We've texted the last day or so, but, um, but I knew it was something I could get out of it beyond just having you as a great guest. And hopefully we could become friends and support each other. But you know, I, 
because that's some beyond just the job thing before that happened that happened last Wednesday one of the things I've struggled with I've always been a smaller guy and I've I've always tried to just you know I always try to find reasons to try to get into shape and I never do and I've just kind of been on this journey of trying to and I, I have trouble really putting on weight I have trouble putting on muscle and I, I try and I try and then you know like one of the things that you said that hit me few seconds ago was just the whole being consistent with yourself and you know setting goals and then following through with it and be persistent because there's a lot of times where I'm like well okay I'm gonna do 100 push-ups I'm gonna do 100 this 100 that and then I get like 40 50 in and I'm just like eh, how about we just do 60 and eh, how about we just do 70 of this 60 of that and I just start trying to talk myself out of it because like my, my mental health and the inner demons and whatever else you want to call them tend to prey on my weakness and then my body starts to get tired and I start to be inconsistent and then maybe I'm okay with it at that point in time but then the next day I start to like look at my body and I start to go see like you would have just done 100 and again not that 100 push-ups would have changed 40 more push-ups would have changed how I look in that point in time but it's already something else that I can self-reflect why I am not the way I want to be because I don't stay consistent with who I am um, and a lot of times I try to be consistent with other people when I say I'm going to do something, but there's a lot of times with myself, I am damn sure not that consistent because I just, I don't know. I, and, and that's, I think it's part of it, just the fact that I'm trying to love myself. I'm, and again, it's cheesy and, and whatever, but I'm trying to be, I'm trying to love myself more. Like I've been more appreciative and grateful of my disability. Cause that was the first thing I've always been kind of shameful of, but then I'm starting to understand that and appreciate how strong I am for everything I've been through. But yeah, there's a, it, it really is easy to fall into the victim mentality. And, and look, I have a lot of things that are actually like people should feel sorry for. And I'm not saying I want people to, but like there are real things for myself to feel sorry for because I didn't, I didn't give myself that disease. You know, there are some things yeah. I, I didn't abuse myself. There's a lot of stuff that I didn't do. But, and that's why I think it's great, like, talking to someone, because there are some things you did to yourself and some things you didn't. You did abuse yourself in some ways. I never really did other than just, you know, not pursuing certain things and just keeping myself from uh, enjoying certain, you know, fruitful things in life. But I never drank. I never did drugs or anything. Uh, Part of that is because I had people around me who went through that, and I saw the ugly sides of it. Um, And I was just kind of a real, I was like a pussy of a kid that helped against me too. It worked for me as well. But, um, but that's why I think it's like, you know, you tend to, even though some things are so opposite, like in our, in our cases, but there's, there's a lot of parallels at the same time. And, um, yeah, like I, that's why I love people like you who are just so honest and, you know, because you clearly have gotten, you've had some really close encounters and close, deep, uh, impactful conversations with yourself where you actually had to kind of strip yourself, you know, mentally naked and just say like, all right, dickhead, like what is, what is your problem? And, and you have to, and you have to realize like, even though, yes, some, some things seem to be against you, life can suck and some things are not your fault. You actually still, even if there's not many faults, you still have to try to find them to try to improve yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I feel like the, the thing that helped me the most was like, <clears throat> I found somebody who had things that I hoped to possess. So whether it was sobriety or, you know, a healthy relationship or whatever it was, and then just had them coach me and mentor me because they know what they're doing because they've, they've done it before. So I used to like get tripped up where, you know, I'd go to like a rehab center and I would be sitting, speaking to one of the, the counselors, and she's explaining, you know, <clears throat> these things that I could do to avoid picking up the first drink or drug. And this shit was just, like, nonsense. And, and not to, like, <clears throat> not to put, like, you know, any of the, that profession down, but I feel like you you work better in the field when you can relate to people emotionally like this woman was able to go home every night, have a couple glasses of wine with her steak and her husband, or, you know, they'd have a couple beers at a pool party. Like, so you can't really tell me anything about not drinking and the stuff that you're teaching me that you learned in books that has no real life experience. Cause like somebody that was as hopeless as I was that like, cause they used to say like, Oh, play the tape out. Right. Where like you, you know, pick up the drink and then it leads to another one and then you'll get arrested. And this one, like, you know what I mean? You play out the tape of where it's going to lead you. 
but like the hopeless variety of alcoholic that I fell into, like that wasn't even a, like a frame of thought. It was, it was just an obsession, an obsession to drink that it was always like, it, you didn't even think about the consequences. Like you, you couldn't, you know what I mean? It was just like instantaneous right to the, right to the drink or right to the drug. There was no time to like think about and consider like my options. You know what I'm saying? So like when people used to say that to me, I'd be like, all right, this person still drinks or this person can smoke weed once in a while. This, because <clears throat> somebody who's been where I was at and got out of it wouldn't understand that that shit didn't work. So I had to find somebody who did that, who like went through the trenches and went through hell like I did and made it out the other side. And then learning from that individual was where I, you know, gained my sobriety and everything like that. And then, you know, back then, that's all I wanted was to be sober. Like I just wanted to wake up. I, I had ruined every relationship. Like family was waiting for me to die a junkie. Like everybody was just like, like every time the phone rang, they were like, "Oh, he's dead." Like it was, it was that bad, bro. Like I just like, yeah. and that's terrible to put like your your family and your loved ones through. You know what I mean? Sure. But I was, I had, I was at a point in my life where I looked in the mirror, and I was like, "You have no one else. Like no one's coming to save you." Type of thing. Like no one else is like you don't have to prove shit to anybody else because they already are waiting for you to die. Like, it's time for you to get the fuck up and do something about this because you're acting like a bitch. You're just, you're, you know, every little thing you're using drugs over. Like, it was just weak. It was just weak-minded. It was just, like, and it, and it took me a while, man, and that's why I'm, I'm here coaching others because I want to kind of collapse that time gap for people where they're not spending 12 years of their life. Like, I was blessed enough to make it out of that alive. Cause statistically speaking, bro, I shouldn't be here. I overdosed twice. They brought me back to life and the recovery rate for heroin addicts is like, it's not good. You know what I mean? I lost a lot of good people during that time. So I'm here to make the most of the second chance because this is all a bonus to me. You know what I mean? And I'm trying to like collapse the time for people <clears throat> and you know, no matter what that vice is, because I always speak about, you know, my program and what it does to help people. And like you were saying, <clears throat> the biggest thing is, is the mindset part of it. Cause everybody wants to know how to eat to, you know, get the desired result. And they want to know like what kind of workout program and, but they forget the mindset part because the mindset part is what's going to make you disciplined and make you fall through with it, make you, stick to the diet, make you get up on the days that you're sore and still get your ass to the gym. The mindset development is what's going to help you. If you say I have 10 more reps left, you're making those 10 reps no matter what. Instead of saying, oh, I'll do five and then I'll do the other five later. or the, You know what I mean? Because that's it's a mindset thing. The, the mind always quits before the body. Everybody thinks it's the other way around. <clears throat> but the mind gives up before the body, and that's exactly what you were explaining before, your mind started, you know, that inner critic. We either have like a, you know, I, I call it like conscience congruency where like you're in line with your higher self <clears throat> and then like your inner critic or your inner bitch, I, I call it mine, my inner bitch. <laughs> so that's like that voice that call, comes up and says, hey, you did enough reps today. This is going to hurt tomorrow. Don't do this. Like, you know, the one that's trying to pull you back from, from shit, like your inner demons almost is what comes up. And then, you know, the higher self, your conscience, that's the voice after that you were explaining the day after that was like, man, see, I should have did those last 10 reps. I should have hit a hundred pushups. I should have did like the regret is your guideline. People think regret is a choice. I'm not a believer in that. I think regret is like a universal notification that goes off from your higher self that lets you know, Hey, you, you had a hiccup, get back on track. I don't think you can choose to regret shit because it's like, you know how people are like, oh, you're going to regret that tomorrow. It's like, yeah, maybe not, motherfucker. I don't know. You know, it's like, yeah. I may make a mistake. I may not, you know. But when you follow that, like when you make it a point to follow your conscience, right, no matter what it's calling you to do, life always gets better. And even if you listen to it, right, and it ends up going south or you think so right away, 
you're still better for the experience because I, I feel like everything, like you can fail forward. You know what I'm saying? Like you just always have to be moving because you're either progressing or regressing. There's no such thing as stagnation. So for people who are like, oh, I feel stuck, like you're actually regressing because you're not moving forward. So there's the feeling of, of feeling stuck is just like another notification that like you're not doing what you're called to do. I feel like everybody has a purpose. Yeah. No, I, I did an episode early on, though. I've been doing this for three years. I, I, the episode I did early on, the first, like, 20 episodes where I did, like, you know, father, some sort of father figure episode. Like, all the, the father figures that have come to my life that, like, kind of helped change who I am, positively or negatively. And, you know, I've, I've since built the relationship with my father a little more so now and my stepfather. But, um, but I, one of the things I haven't really talked about enough is I, I've never really had, like, a full-fledged best friend or I haven't ever had a full-fledged like mentor I've never had because it's one of the things you talked about and it's just like I've always kind of blindly no pun intended but like just going through life and hope for the best and, and trying to figure it out but like I've never really had someone to just kind of said hey man let me like let me take you under my wing type of ordeal because like I said, I've always tried to figure it out for myself and I'm always stuck with the unknowns and my mind is just like, well, what about this? And it makes everything, it, like, it enhances and exacerbates everything that I'm going through and it makes it, you know, it makes things seem so much more uh, unattainable and, um, you know, and like I said, it, it, it makes it hard because I, 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 I try to get out and do as much as I can but there's so many times where I just get caught up in my own shit and... I get deterred and then I, I don't want to do whatever it is I'm trying to do. And, you know, and that's the thing that I've, I'm this year, I've been trying to take time to just learn about myself to figure out what it is. Like, what are my shortcomings? What are the things about me that are preventing me from like letting loose? Because one of the things you were talking about earlier about, <clears throat> you know, drinking and things. And it's like, because like, I just, I don't, you know, I don't drink, but I guarantee if I drank, I probably would be a very fun person and I'd probably let a lot, uh, go and I would probably let loose and, and probably be a fun person but I also don't want that because I don't think that's necessarily naturally me either I mean I am that but I, I don't want to just do that just to prove a point or or you know because obviously that can be very unhealthy I just wish there was some sort of I need something to fight my problems with something that's the equivalent of that but a positive reaction not necessarily drinking or doing drugs but some sort you know like what you're doing with 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 attitude and a mindset because I guess that is kind of the equivalent where you just go in head first and now you're not afraid and you just, you deal with things as they come and you're a lot more brave and you'll, you'll, you'll do things as if you were drunk, except you are fully coherent. Yeah. And that's what I try and get people to, to understand. Like, cause to me, like anything that any advice that you use to lean on, no matter what it is, like people who say I smoke weed to relax, like, it's just, it's just a weakness. Like everything that you need, you're already equipped with. It, it, it's just been buried. You know what I mean? It hasn't been brought to light because there's so much trauma or so much shame, so much self doubt or whatever the case is. It, it varies from individual, but a lot of the stuff's applicable across the board. Sure. <clears throat> you know, and like you said, like if, if to me, if you need to have a couple drinks to let loose and have fun, there's something wrong there. Like you're running from something and there's something going on internally that you have to realign because life is just too beautiful to, to not be able to, you know, like people say, Oh, well, I, it, it helps me let my God down. And okay. So you have like a self-confidence issue. It's not a like social anxiety. You just lack confidence in yourself to be able to walk in a room and say, I have value because you haven't built that with yourself. That's my perception of it because that holds true in my experience and a lot of the people that I've worked with, that's what the core thing comes down to is they have high self-doubt, low self-confidence. So that's why social anxiety is a thing because you walk in the room and you don't think you have value and you think people are going to judge you. You think people are going to – like when other people's opinions of you matter more than your own, you haven't done enough work on yourself. Like that's when my life started to change. The more work I did on me and validated myself and my worth through my daily habits, like nobody can ever take that away from me. You can take everything that like the house, the cars and all this other shit. But 
I'm still going to wake up the next day me. And because I've instilled that worth, because the work instills the worth. I say that all the time too. The work instills the worth. The work you do on yourself is going to bring you that worth. Nobody will ever be able to take that from me because I've solidified that with myself on a daily basis for years on end. So that's what I'm trying to get people to understand and get people to, to open up to and be willing to, to try because they look at it like some, some people are still like very ego driven like I was. And it's almost like a form of stubbornness where it's like, Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to figure this out and I'm going to figure this out. Oh, I'll figure, I'll just do more research and I'll just, which is good. Like you want to be proactive, you know what I mean? But progress can always be measured and there has to be a point where, you know, cause self mastery begins with self honesty. There has to be a point where you're just honest enough with yourself and, and be like, I've been going at this long enough with no results. I need help. And that's where I got, because it was just, I mean, I, I, I thought for sure one day I was going to wake up and just figure out how to be sober. Like I was that delusional. Hmm. Like, you know, I was 10 years in the, in active addiction. Oh, re-record, hit record there. But yeah, you, your phone was cutting out badly. Oh, sorry. Um, but you were saying that you had no fucking clue. That's the last thing I heard. Oh, okay. Uh, there we go. Yeah, you're good. Um, but yeah, you you were talking about how you you had no clue. Of, you, you thought you had a clue on um, understanding how you would you know fix your addiction, but you really you really didn't. Yeah, I had no clue, and that and that came with like an honest evaluation of myself and my progress. I didn't have any. <laughs> like as the time went on, I I stayed the same or got progressively worse, and that's what keeps people stuck from evolving. Is they just want to do everything on their own, and they're afraid to say like, listen. You know, if you can do it on your own, by all means. But for me, what I've found in everything that I've went through in life, it's so much easier to find somebody who already has it and then invest into them to teach you how to do it or, you know, find a mentor that will do it for you and walk you through it. Like, whatever the case may be, like, there's just too much time, wasted too much time trying to do it on my own and, you know, be the guy who did it and be self-made and nobody's ever self-made. I don't care what they say. There's always a team that backed them up or somebody that gave them a gem that they ran with or someone that, you know, let them borrow money when they needed a startup or whatever the case may be. Nobody's ever self-made. Like we're all here to help each other grow. And the best thing that I, I did for myself and my life was drop the ego and just say, listen, I have no fucking idea what I'm doing. I've been trying so hard for so long and I've gotten nowhere. Tell me what to do. And I just invested into myself and it was the best thing that I could have done. And that's where I think a lot of people get hung up is, you know, they try these different forms of weight loss or they try these different forms of, you know, sobriety and they try these different forms of, you know, personal development and, you know, they switch jobs and they, they switch locations and they try the geographical cure. Or they're, you know, in and out of different relationships. And, the, you know, the, the work begins with you. And the, the faster you can get to the desired outcome is best because why waste all that time zigzagging when you don't need to? You know what I mean? So, like, now, even, even now in, in my life, like, if there's a, you know, a, a business venture that I'm trying to expand on, I hire a coach, boom. Like, you know what I mean? No matter what it is, I just go right for somebody who has it. It's like, okay. And, and it's just like, it just time collapses, everything. And it's just like a direct shot. It's like, it's like flying private instead of getting on a, it, you know what I mean? It just cuts everything down. Yeah. And it's just, it's like, a, it's like a cheat code, honestly. Yeah, for sure. No, I mean, whatever, it, that's the thing. That's why I like, talking to so many different people because everyone has their own way of combating their problems and um some work for some some work for others but um but yeah what you're saying seems to be very definitely um effectful and 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 just impactful on you because and i meant to say effective but um yeah i I don't know it's like i said it's something that like resonates with me because like i said i'm in this position where I'm, i'm trying to 
make changes. And I've done that a lot, but yeah, it, it can be hard to look back at yourself and look inside and, and, and see what actually has been there the whole time. And yeah, if you keep moving around and you keep changing things in your life, sometimes change is good, but sometimes you're just kind of running. You're not really fixing anything. You you think you are because you think where you live or where you work is the source of your problem. And it can be a problem and it might very well be, but you know, it might, you might have gravitated towards that problem because you never dealt with a, a existing problem. It's like, you know, like you said earlier with yep. relationships, like you keep dating the same type of people or you keep inviting the same type of friends. Um, yeah, they are current problems in your life and you should deal with them. But at the same time, if you're going to dispatch of them, go ahead, do that. But then don't start adding more people right away. Go ahead and then deal with yourself because, you're at home is where the problem really lies because you just you know because sometimes if you could be a really good person and have really shitty people around you because you're so nice and because you're so desperate for affection or you're so desperate for um you know companionship you tend to you know especially as guys we tend to just like you know they always say early on in our lives it's all about like quantity over quality so we tend to try to fuck whatever we can and find you know, whatever girls we can get with and, and whatever. And, you know, even if you're not like a player, but you just, you've, you've gotten out there enough and you dated enough girls, but you're not really caring about like, Oh my God, this is the girl I'm going to bring home the mom. And this is the most, you know, or you think she is just based on the fact that she's attractive or, or whatever reason that you put in your head. And then you look back on it years later or sometime after the whole thing. And you go, wow, like she's a lot like the last girl. And she's they, yeah. they have this recurring theme, not just because they're the same gender. And you start to figure out, like, why is it that I keep bringing these people in? Yeah, and that's like, you know, what I was saying earlier. Anything anything that we don't possess internally, we're going to look for in others. So when we don't have, like, our self-worth and validation from ourselves, we seek that in other individuals. And then we try and, like fill that void that we, you know, when we don't have self love, then we'll do like, like you said, we'll, you know, spread ourselves thin with a bunch of partners and just try and find that, that, you know, piece of ass that's going to fill the void or that perfect relationship that's going to fill the void. And, you know, we always end up staying empty because that void needs to be filled from us. Yeah, if you don't love yourself, you'll try to find people to love you. But like it doesn't yeah. doesn't change, doesn't really change much because then if she falls into some, you know, behaviors that you've seen before, some familiar behaviors, you're like, "Oh, she never loved me anyway." And and then when yeah. it's all over, well, she could never fill that void completely either because yeah. the void is is of self-love. Self-love. So in order for that void to be filled completely, it has to come from within, like from us. Yeah. And there's a certain certain thing you have to have as a man anyway for like girls to like take, because a lot of girls do run over these. They just walk all over these guys because they don't have any backbone and they don't, they don't love themselves. They're just like, yeah, whatever girls like me and woo. And it's like, Hey, like, dude, like she's just using you. Like she doesn't look at you as like, she doesn't respect you. She, I don't I mean, I don't know if she's attracted to you or not, but whether she is or isn't, she still, she looks at you like she can just push you around and you're, you know, three times your size. It's just, but mentally you're, you know, just a small person to her. And so, yeah, if you don't, you know, like you're saying, if you don't deal with what's going on in there, you know, and that, and forget girls, anybody, people are going to push you around and, you know, people are going to look at you as a, a weaker person and, you know, it's only you to kind of be able to stop that. And, but, yeah. But if you're doing that, if you're bullying yourself inside, if you're just going like, hey, you're you're useless, you're ugly, you're all these things. Well, you know, I, that doesn't necessarily mean other people are going to do it to you, but it does kind of leave it open, leaves the door open for people to do it. Because if you're going to do it, like other people, you know, there are people that prey on people who are weak. And if Yeah. And like lack of self-respect, like it's almost like a fragrance that other people can smell and like they're never going to respect you more than you respect yourself. And no one's ever going to be able to love you more than you love yourself. And that's like another thing too, that I've learned is like the more that I love myself, the more love I'm able to give to my wife 
and my kids and the people that I come across because I can't like, it's capped out with me. So like if I deepen my self love, then I'm able to outwardly love more because you can't give away something that you don't have. So if I'm not practicing deepening my self love, I may think that I'm giving my kids everything I can, but I'm actually leaving love on the table because if I deepen my self love and in turn they get more love out of me because I'm able to give more love away because I have more from myself, <clears throat> then I'm leaving it on the table for them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So I always tell people like in order to like really evolve and it's not even like, like some people say like, Oh, it's, it's a, it's a selfish thing. And it's like, to me, it's selfless because the intention behind it is always what matters. So if I'm looking at bringing the best me into every day for my clients, my wife, my kids, you know, my coworkers, people that I come across on the street or at a gas station, whatever, just to the world in general. I want to bring the best me to them to better serve others. I have to be my best me. So that means that when I prioritize my personal development and my self-love and my, with the intent of being able to serve others optimally, that's the most selfless thing that anybody can do. And I think that we're all here to serve each other. I don't think it's a, you know, I just don't see that as, you know, if, if the intention was different, then, you know, one may have an argument for selfishness, but if you have a pure intention, like everything's always going to fall into place and, and the intention is, is what, what means the most. So I always try and tell people like, you know, start with you because you can't give away anything you don't have and anything that you're lacking in, you will continue to make poor decision after poor decision, trying to fill that void and fill that lack from other people and it's never going to be filled because it has to come from within yeah no that makes sense like i said i'm I've, I've i'm somewhere in the middle there like i've made a lot of changes but there's stuff still stuff to be done um you know because i have been through so much and a lot of times the trauma the ptsd and all that has kind of overtaken my mindset and it's just you do i get into moment uh, modes where i'm just beating my the shit out of myself and like the anxiety because lately my i'm pretty well in control of my anxiety but lately because a change is happening my anxiety is i'm waking up in the morning with it and yeah i'm just kind of i'm trying to just it's all just trying to get myself out of this funk and then it's like half of the day is gone and i'm just like well what what do i do because i'm I'm just i'm I'm trying to find because i don't have answers that's how my mind is using you know, the negativity to fuel it more because it's like, well, I got answers. The reason why you suck, I got answers why you're not going to find a new job or why you're not going to make anything of yourself. What is your retort to fighting this? And it's like, well, I don't know what my next job is going to be. I have no idea. What do I do? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's just like shitty self-talk. That's where the, you know, the the devil's playground, so to speak. It's like just having that, that negative, uh, fuel. That's like something that, that, you know, I was accustomed to, to my self-talk suck every time, you know, <clears throat> I had anxiety or it was like the same thing. I was just trying to reaffirm why I wasn't going to get anywhere, why I wasn't going to, you know what I mean? And that's why I had to like develop this like program and this like code of conduct to live by so that I had principles to fall back on you know, when, when change happened, you know, cause change is always going to happen. You know, it's inevitable. Change is inevitable. And the beautiful thing about like a personal development journey is like the work is never finished. Like there's never a desired outcome. Like my desired outcome is the feeling that the work brings me. Like that's what I chase every day is just that feeling. I don't have like a desired, you know, weight on the scale or a percentage of body fat or a certain money in the bank or anything. It's just the feeling that I get, the frequency that I elevate to after doing the work. 
before I start my day is what I chase. And the individual who takes pride in the steps that it takes to create the individual and to get to that feeling will always have something to fall back on because it's, it's the journey that, that he's in love with, not the destination. Sure. Yeah. I mean, do you have any, but besides that, is there any real advice you would have for someone like me? Who's like I said, it's the, it's the part of feeling totally lost, like not having an answer. That doesn't mean I won't, you know, successfully find those answers at another date but I mean, during the time of, of inner struggle, um, is there anything you know you feel like I could do to kind of combat the negative, you know, conversations that I'm having with myself instead of just crawling yeah. up in a fetal position and just taking it? Yeah, honestly, man, like this is gonna sound crazy, but this is something that that I still use to this day. Like, like just hit the floor, do burpees, push-ups, jumping jacks. It's impossible, like physiologically, not just like emotionally, but it's physiologically impossible to be in a negative state of mind when you're in a, you know, peak physical performance endeavor. <clears throat> and it's also going to allow you like this. So what it does for me, right, like if, if I wake up, like I'm like inherently angry. I don't know if it was like, you know, the childhood or the jail or prison or a combination of everything, like... <clears throat> More often than not, like, I don't get excited. Like, I always post my wake-up times on Instagram and shit like that, and people always like, oh, my God, how do you get up on, you know, at 2 a.m. every day, and then you're at the gym by 3, and it, and I'm like, I don't want to, like, more often than not, I don't want to do any of this shit, but I need to because this is what keeps me, you know, running optimally. Like, the, the me that I, I desire to be, this is what I have to do to get there. So, like... When the alarm clock goes off, most of the time I'm pissed off. I'm like, fuck, I got to start my day now. You know, you never, sometimes you, you never feel like you get enough sleep or sometimes you're like, I just want to stay in bed or I don't really, like, whatever the case may be, like those thoughts are going to come up. Like, and I don't have it all figured out. Mm -hmm. I just, I'm just disciplined. I just do it. But <clears throat> what helps me is like, I'll get up, brush my teeth and then I'll do burpees and I just go until like my heart rate's up you know, and you can literally feel like your frequency elevate. And then I'm like, okay, I'm ready to stop the day now. Or I'll do push-ups. or sometimes I'll do jumping jacks or, you know what I mean? I just kind of like follow my gut and just whatever I need to do. But like even throughout the day, <clears throat> if that happens, like if I get home and have a long day at work, I'll go do jumping jacks or burpees or push-ups or I have a pull-up on the backyard. I will do pull-ups do something to get my heart rate up and my frequency elevated. Then I'm able to approach the situation with a clear head. It's almost like I remove myself above the problem and I'm able to look at the problem head on. Like, okay, do I really need to be anxious about this? Like, where's my anxiety coming from? Am I afraid that I'm not going to get a job in time? Am I afraid I'm going to run out of money? Am I afraid that this person is going to judge me? Am I like you're able to ask yourself those questions from like a bird's eye view because you've got your heart rate up, your frequencies elevated. You did something like you moved. You know what I mean? Because a lot of time that anxiety is just like stuck energy that we just have to like move and, and push out of us. Right. So when you're able to do that through exercise real quick, you know, it could take five minutes even, you know, sometimes even two minutes. You bust out 200 jumping jacks in two minutes. Your heart rate's up. Now you're like, okay, I can sit down, catch my breath. What's really the issue here, Craig? Why are you why are you having anxiety or why are you depressed? Is it because you feel like you're not making steps forward towards your goals? Or you know what I mean? You're able to ask yourself these questions from a calm and reasonable state of mind because the the hormones and everything that, that gets fired off when like when you have anxiety, the cortisol and everything like that. You're not able to think clearly. Like it's very, it's a very sporadic emotion and very like sporadic way of thinking. So I always like suggest that people, you know, first of all, move the energy around, like jumping jacks or go for a run or you know burpees, push ups. If you can't do that, sit ups or you know any form of exercise just to get your body moving, get that energy, you know, out of you, and then approach the situation because. Another thing that you want, like you want to make sure you're getting to 
the root of why you have it because once you're aware of it, then the next time it comes up, you're like, oh, okay, no, we already talked about Like, let's say it was like a money thing. Like, oh, I, was, uh, I lost my job and I don't know how I'm going to make rent this month. The next time I had anxiety, I would immediately go to that because I already figured that out. And it's like, nope, we're going to be fine. We already got that taken care of. And then the anxiety dissolves. But if you just get your heart rate up and get the energy out, the anxiety goes away and you're like, all right, I'm good now. And then you go about your day. The next time it comes back, it's probably going to be a little worse because you didn't really get to the reason of why you were anxious. You know what I mean? That's kind of just like to get your brain in a position to like, focus and be able to attack the issue with like a, you know, a calm mind and a reasonable standpoint. You know what I mean? So I would like, you know, move the energy, get your heart rate up. And then, you know, while you're catching your breath and you're in that elevated frequency where you can really, you know, approach things unbiased and, you know, then you, then you attack the issue, start asking yourself those questions. Okay. Like, it's almost like a, you know, uh, <clears throat> almost like an interview with yourself. Yeah, no, I, I completely understand. Yeah, I can definitely, definitely grasp that. Yeah, that's something I'll even try later. I'm just gonna take a protein shake and just do a little workout. Um, yeah, I mean, and, and you know, there's times where I've noticed like, I can't even really see myself not not just like, you know, internally, like, see myself for what I am, like, as a good person, even physically sometimes, where it's, like, my body will, like, create mirages for me to, like, hate myself more, it's, like, ah, look, you're a little skinnier than you were last week, or uh, this and that, and and it might not be true, but you feel, like, it's just because your body just, like, your body can create these weird mirages to make you feel a certain way, and so you just, you just go along with it, because you're, like, well, yeah, like, that's, that's how I feel, that's how I, you know, because there's times where, you know, your body can create symptoms for things. Like if you become like a hypochondriac, it can create symptoms of things that are more dangerous. And but you don't really have it. But your body's like, yeah, but you got this right because your 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 mind is so stuck and so adamant on the fact that this is what you have. Whether whatever it could be COVID or whatever. But like, and so in, in my case, because I'm working out, I'm, I'm trying to like put on muscle, but I keep losing weight because I'm working out hard and I'm burning more fat, which I don't want to because I don't want to lose too much weight so I'm just in this constant battle of trying to gain muscle and gain weight but without losing weight um and there's times where I just start like looking at my body like the next day and I go oh god like you probably just lost three more pounds like what the hell um and I don't even know if it's true that's why I need to get a scale oh still there if you are I cannot hear you But uh, yeah, I finished. I don't know. We'll wrap this up so we don't have any more phone technical difficulties here. Um, but I do appreciate you coming on. Um, you want to promote your program, like where we can find it, and how we can uh, become a part of it? Yeah, uh, you can shoot me a DM at Craig Moreau underscore fit, C R A I G M O R E A U underscore fit, or go to cmfit7 dot org. There'll be a form. It kind of breaks down the program. There'll be a form you fill out. When you fill the form out, you get an automated text. Answer the text. Some people don't want to do that because they're like, oh, this is automated. Or they'll text back like, oh, this is automated. Like, it's just the systems that I have. So it'll be an auto text. You answer that text, and then I get a notification that the thread goes right to my cell phone, and then it's me and you one-on-one from there on out. Or you can just shoot me a DM on Instagram and I'd be happy to talk to you. No, I think I'm going to ask you for the form. I think I'm going to take a shot at it see what the hell I can cool. do. Um, but yeah, buddy, I appreciate you for coming on and sharing your story. I love that you're so honest and, you know, I'm sure you're helping a lot of people with what you're doing and just, just talking in general. Um, I'm sure probably years ago you weren't even this comfortable to being able to just go like, hey, yeah, I was doing drugs under a bridge. Um, no, I was, yeah, I was really ashamed of it, but. You know, once you realize that life happens for you and, and again, like when, when you make it out of something like that, like I said, statistically I shouldn't have, but I did, you start realizing like there's a deeper purpose in all of it. You know what I mean? And then like the more you look for it, like the more you find, like that's something that 
I always try and teach people like look for what you want to see more of. If you want to see more problems, look for them because you'll find them. If you want more solutions, look for solutions. Don't hyper, you know, don't hyper focus on problems. If you're trying to find a way out of it and you're trying to find a solution, you got to focus on the solutions. Don't focus on everything that's going wrong in your life. Focus on the things that are going right and then focus on solutions for You know what I'm saying? So it's like I started seeing the more that I looked for the, like the reasoning why I made it out of there and the purpose behind it. It was like all this stuff started being revealed to me. And it was like, I went through everything I went through so that I I can be able to turn around and help others. So that's what I'm doing now. I'm very blessed to be able to do that. Good for you, buddy. Oh, one the more important question I should ask you, and I, I don't know if you know, but do you know how long you've been sober? Uh, it's about five years. I stopped keeping like specific dates. And this is going to sound like weird to people because they're not going to understand. I was talking to my aunt last year about it. Like when I, because I like gained sobriety before and then relapsed a few times. And every time I like put the sobriety date on a pedestal, like the closer it would get to it, like when I would almost like reach my record of sobriety, I always like relapsed like shortly before that and then had to like reset the clock. And I was just like, listen, I'm just going to take it 24 hours at a time. Yeah. And then, and then, and that's what's worked for me. You know what I mean? I, it's, it's been, I want to say just over five. No, I I'm proud of you, brother. That's awesome. But, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. <clears throat> That's really cool. I, I, I didn't care if you actually had, you know, whatever, 500, 600, you know, I don't care what, how many, you know, as long as you roughly know. And that's that's cool that you, I mean, five years, I'm sure. Five years ago, you probably Yeah, like I said, me. I just try and bring the the best me into every 24 hours. And when I wake up, it's a fresh sleep. And that's honestly what's worked for me. I, I've been, you know, I'm, I'm just completely transformed from how I used to be and it's just it's just such a blessing but you know and you know if that works for people like knowing exactly how many days like you gotta do what works for you I just found that it was like almost like I just had like and it's weird dude like even like speaking about I was talking to my wife about it a couple months it's just like weird to even speak about like because it doesn't make sense like people like oh it's something you should be proud of and it's like I mean I, I am you know but I just know that like, I just, I'm like my worst critic. I'm a perfectionist. And I just like, it just brings like unnecessary pressure or brought unnecessary pressure. I should say like back then, you know what I mean? I don't know what it would do now, but you know what? Don't, don't fix what's not broken, you know? Sure. Hell yeah. Well, again, thanks buddy. I appreciate you. Thank you again. I'm, I'm really happy that you're sober and you're doing well and, um, no, thank you. It's been an honor. Yeah, please keep in touch, um, and I will uh, reach out to you. I probably will see what your program's about because I need something. Um, cool. I definitely need some sort of work. some influence. But I appreciate you, and uh, yeah, man, you take care of yourself, right? Ah, uh, you too. All right, buddy. See you. Sorry, guys, we had some technical difficulties. I think it was on his end. His phone kept cutting out, but try to take as much out of it as I can. Um. And you might have heard my neighbor. He's, I got a new neighbor. He's an older guy. He offered me weed the other day. Isn't that wonderful? Not that I'm telling him. I'm like, I don't care that he does. It's just, I'm like, well, I'm trying to get, you know, in the process of trying to find a new job. Probably wouldn't be a good idea if they piss test me. Um, but either way, I, you know, if I'm going to smoke weed for the first time in my life, it's probably going to be with somebody I trust. No offense to him, but I don't know him. Um, Bullet is here. He, um, he sh- he's wagging his tail because he knows I'm talking about him. Um, he showed up late. He was sleeping on the bed. He actually was under the cover sleeping for a while. Um, but I'm going to try to take a protein shake here. Well, I'm not going to try, as, as he's saying. I gotta, I'm got. i going to go do it. I'm going to go do a, I'm going to drink a protein shake. Uh, if anybody wants to know, I take uh, what I'm currently trying now. Is I put a little creatine, um, some protein powder, and some whey, W-H-E-Y, whey protein powder. Um, this one's like cocoa. Probably should have got the vanilla because it mixes well better with other things. And then I usually put like a half a banana and then I just pour some milk in for the liquid. It's that's not the greatest thing. It's okay. It's it's not horrible by any means, but it's not the greatest either. Um, but I just kind of down it quick and then 
give it a little time, gives me some energy, and then I'll do get a workout in. So that's my goal. There's Bullet. You made a little 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 sound there. I don't know what that meant. Yeah, right, buddy. Okay, love you, big guy. Um, as you can tell, I'm I'm a little down just because of all this shit I'm going through. I'm just. It's not even just the job thing. It's just my anxiety is just so hard on me. It really, really it just man. Like I think if I could cry right now, I would. But it's just so constricting, and it was it was relentless. <clears throat> so uh, yeah, I just just you know as they say, I'm tired of being tired. I just I just want to be happy so bad, and I just want to love myself, and I just want to enjoy life. And it feels like I'm so far away from that. And I don't, I don't necessarily think that's true, but it feels it. <clears throat> and, uh, yeah, but I'm trying. And I think this episode helps. Um, I'll keep you guys updated. Um, apologize for some of the uh, secrecy. It's just, it's not that I'm not trying to tell you. I just don't, I don't want to overshadow these people. They're such great guests. I don't want to, I know it's my show, I guess, but I, I don't want to overpower their show with my nonsense <clears throat> so um I'll, I'll get another singular episode in the future here and kind of lay out some of the things um that are, that have happened uh over the last couple months here so i'll uh, i'll try to get it in um down the road but i appreciate you all for being with me for real i love you guys i'm not giving up and just just today's just not a good day it's a little beaten down um but I thank you all for being with me. Um, just stay strong. You have no idea how much, like, you know, positive feedback does help me, keeps me going. I get a lot of feedback. Uh, I, I have started TikTok. I only got, like, 50 followers on there. Like, I literally just started. and um, But I haven't getting good feedback from people. And, of course, people love Bullet. Um, but who doesn't? Uh, but yeah, people are giving me good feedback and keeping me going. And so I'm grateful for you guys for real. Um, but if you want to follow me there, I'm trying to do some positive content. Uh, it's at my blurred opinion on there. I probably should just go back to my blurred opinion on Instagram as well. Just keep it all one thing. Cause I have it at TJ safe space for all, but, and that's a good title, but I should just keep it as the podcast. Side. So I might go back to that. Um, cause it just makes more sense, but yes, thank you guys for, for real, for being with me. I know I say that and then I always end up fucking rambling about something else, but, um, I just, just want to keep talking to you guys. So thank you. And, uh, I'll see you guys next week. Um, everybody try to stay healthy and, you know, fight off your demons. All right. And I hope we all are here again next week to, for another episode and I will be here. So I hope you're here with me. See you guys. Bye. Oh, that was not it. I did this again. I'm just, I can tell I'm sleepy. All right, this will be it. See you guys a year later.